In this episode of Unmet Need, I talk about two fundamental principles of growth marketing. The first is lifetime value or LTV. And the second is customer acquisition cost, which is referred to as CAC or CAC. The reason I get into this two important topics on the episode is in developing a growth model and understanding how to allocate resources to add one more customer, the ratio of LTV over CAC is an incredibly important metric. So this will help you raise financing, plan your business, even pre-commercial stage, and best of all, make it a lot easier to raise capital from investors. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Unmet Need. I am your host, Jeff Smith. And in today's Office Hours episode, we're going to be talking about growth marketing. So I don't love terms like that, but the whole idea behind sales and marketing after you've developed a medical device or treatment or therapy that's going to address an unmet need, you've gotten your clinical evidence or performance data, you've received a regulatory clearance or approval, and now it's time for the commercial stage. Now, commercial stage is an important stage to achieve because it's where the majority of the capital is allocated from venture capital and even at the private equity stage. It's also where companies that plan an IPO to access public capital markets. It's where they get capital. So it's, it's hard to get there. But what often happens is companies will get to a commercial stage. They'll generate some level of revenue really just on the basis of investing some money in salespeople and some marketing programs. And the goal here is by the time you get to the growth equity stage, or when you're raising your venture around for the commercial stage, you know your sales motion. You know what each of the steps are towards converting a new customer. And then also you have a good expectation of what revenue you can count on each year from that surgeon. You also know an an important thing is what is your churn? In a perfect world, We access a customer, a physician, after a series of interactions, could be email, text, face-to-face meeting, a video conference, some type of training event. But after an average number of interactions, the average surgeon will elect to trial your product. Now, the trial phase of a new product is, it's important to understand what your trial conversion is. And what I mean by that is, if you can access a physician establish that there's a need in his or her practice, position your solution to that need, get through value analysis and hospital approval, and then actually get a case, a trial of your product. That is a long journey, and it's a great accomplishment to get a physician through that stage. However, one case does not a user make. (laughs) So if you were to look at 100 medtech companies that are commercial stage and you added up all their users... You just listed them. And let's say it's a thousand users. More often than not, between 300 and 400 of them are one and done, just meaning they tried it, decided not to continue. Now, each product, and this is key in understanding your sales model, each product has a certain number on average of uses, at which point, if the surgeon can get to the third case, the fifth case, the 10th case, there's some point where if they achieve that milestone from an experience standpoint, they tend to go on and use the product and become a regular user. All right, so let's go after these two topics. The first one is LTV or lifetime value. 
There's a lot of different ways to really get at LTV. These terms are primarily developed for software as a service businesses, or just rather subscription businesses. But I find them very helpful for medtech commercialization. What I like to do, just as a rule of thumb, is assume the lifetime value is three years of revenue. So first, you'd have to then determine what is the average utilization per case? What is the average selling price of your product? So for example, the ASP for your implant is $2,500 on average across all your hospitals. One thing that investors don't like is when they ask for averages and you say, well, it depends. We have one account that pays X, another account that pays Y. And it's like, yeah, that's why we asked for an average. So let's say your average selling price for your implant is $2,500. The average utilization of your implant per case or UPC is two. So you have an ASP of $2,500 each. You have a utilization or a UPC of two per case, which gets you to an average revenue per case of $5,000. All right. So now we know our revenue per case. Now, when a surgeon uses your product on an average case and you generate $5,000 of revenue, the next question is, is, is this something a surgeon will use once a week, once a day, once a month, once a quarter, once a year? And again, in the early commercial stage of the business, first 10, 20 customers, it's really important to start defining what these averages are. But for purposes of this discussion, let's just assume the revenue per case is $5,000. On average, a surgeon will use your product, uh, let's say, two times per quarter. So that's eight times per year. So you have a $5,000 case that's performed on average. I emphasize average because you'll have your power users, the onesie twosies per year. But on average, the average customer that you acquire to use your technology is going to do eight cases per year at $5,000 of revenue per case. So that gets you to $40,000 of annual customer value, also known as ACV. So if you have a $40,000 ACV, because we're saying that the lifetime value of this customer, we're going to peg at three years. I mean, your ACV annual customer value is $40,000. Your LTV lifetime value of that customer is 40,000 times three or $120,000. So now that you've defined your LTV of $120,000, now you can start planning your tactics for going about acquiring new customers. And that's where this new concept, or not new, it's a concept that has been around for quite some time. For this discussion, it's where the concept of customer acquisition cost or CAC is how it's referred to. So if your LTV is $120,000, as a rule of thumb, just to start, your customer acquisition cost or what you invest to bring in one customer it can't be greater than the LTV. If it costs $121,000 to bring on a customer and the customer is only worth on average $120,000, you've built a sales process that loses money forever. Now, in the early days, your CAC may be greater than your LTV because you just don't have that many customers. And so as long as your model for LTV over CAC shows that it could start above 100% or over one, but it starts, it has to decline over time. And over time, meaning in the relevant 
investment horizon for the investor. And so if the investor is going to invest $10 million to help you expand your sales force, you have to show in two to three years that the lifetime value of $120,000 over the customer acquisition cost of $121,000, that denominator, the bottom number is going to start to decline. And that usually happens because as you have scale, the cost of things gets a little less expensive. But for this purpose, we're just going to stick to one sales rep and one customer, the average customer that you acquire. So let's assume you're targeting, and this is the key to this order, you're targeting an LTV to CAC ratio of two over one. So in this example, the lifetime value of a customer, which is broken down as three years of revenue. So that's $40,000 per year. And that revenue is generated by performing an average of eight cases per year or two a quarter at a revenue per case of $5,000 per case. So if you're going to start adding customers with a LTV to CAC ratio of two to one, what that implies is that it's going to take two years to pay back your customer acquisition cost. So $60,000 of CAC that you invest this year, you'll be break even in two years because it's a two-year payback because LTV over CAC is two. So with that in mind, we start to know realistically what we can spend on sales and marketing. And we also start to figure out what sales comp could likely become because if you have a case that's going to generate $5,000 and the average customer is going to be $40,000 to get to a million dollars of revenue for a single sales rep or sales territory at $40,000 of revenue, you're going to need 25 customers. So that alone gives you a sense of what's this business you're planning. 25 customers is going to take some time unless you have a very specific hook to how you're going to generate new customers fast. Like for instance, if you can train 50 surgeons in a single lab, it's unlikely, but that would be an example where you can do things quickly. Let's assume for this example, you're going to hire a sales rep. You're going to put the sales rep on a $150,000 guarantee for one year. And what this accomplishes for you is you're going to give the sales rep time to invest in his or her training and development. They're not going to have the near-term pressure of generating commissions right away because it's going to take time. Now, it's important to note that in that one year, a 150 guarantee, because this is sales and because you need productivity, I strongly recommend having, let's say, $50,000 of that guarantee incentive-based, but tied to productivity outcomes or rather inputs that will lead to growth. And so that would mean training a surgeon, getting hospital approval, beginning a sales dialogue with a certain minimum number of prospects. But that's what you're basically looking for. You're telling the rep, come join our company. We're addressing an important unmet need. Your career is going to grow here at Nuco. And we're going to invest a year in you and you're going to invest a year in us. And together, we're going to transform healthcare. But in order for us to make sure that you're pacing to where you need to be in year two, we're going to give you a base salary of 100. But each quarter, we're going to pay you a bonus of $12,500 tied to your ability to access prospects, get hospital approvals, site of care where they perform their cases. And then the later outcome is we want you to train these surgeons. And so depending on the sales cycle, you could even say a number of trial users. But the general idea is that. So if the sales rep starts at the company 
with an expectation of $150,000. If you were to transition in year two to a 100K base and a 10% commission rate, let's just say, in order to make $50,000 of commission at 10%, that means the sales rep has to generate $500,000 of revenue in his or her second year. So that's the goal. Half a million dollars in revenue in year two. So that means to get $500,000 of revenue in year two, this particular sales rep is going to have to generate a number of average customers. And our ACV here is $40,000. So that means they're going to need between 12 and 13 users performing an average of eight cases per year. Now, I can't emphasize enough average. There's going to be the rep that lands a really high utilization customer. That's always exciting and great. It's hard to build a business around it. So if you go with the averages, you're going to tend to have a pretty predictable commercial expansion, which is really what you're looking for. So in order for this sales rep to get to 12 average users, the question then becomes is what percentage of the surgeons that trial the product get past that fourth case, whatever your main milestone is, where they become a regular user? For purpose of this discussion, let's use 50%. So that means to get 12 users, the sales rep is going to have to get 24 people to trial the product. 50% of the trials go on to be users. You have 12 users doing an average of eight cases a year. It gets you 96 cases. Let's call it 100 just for round numbers times $5,000 of revenue per case. Bingo. You have your half a million dollars. The sales rep is making the 150 that they were recruited to, to the company with, and then they have upside from there because they're continuing to add customers. Now, at that point, you've invested after the second year, you've invested $300,000 in the sales rep. First year was 150. The second year was 100 base plus the 50,000 in commissions. So now you're at $300,000 of sales rep customer acquisition costs. Now, a footnote here is true customer acquisition cost is to add up all the costs that would go into sales and marketing. But to keep this example simple and also really to focus on the marginal sales rep cost, we're just thinking of our CAC as marginal CAC per sales rep. So in this case, after two years of investment of $300,000, let's just call it three fifty dollars with T&E and payroll costs and benefits, the first year, Maybe there was $100,000 of revenue. Maybe there was nothing. But in the first year, you get zero to $100,000. The second year, you get $500,000. So at that point, you're nearly break even on that territory. And so it would have to be, say, if you did one hundred and fifty to 200000 in the first year, and then 500000 in revenue the second year, you've got to $700,000 of revenue. And you've invested about $700,000. So that commercial model would resonate with a lot of investors. And one of the things it tells you is that this is a viable product to hire a direct sales force. Now, we'll talk about it in a later episode. The next thing that comes into play when thinking about how much to raise for the sales force expansion is the fact that of the reps that you hire, not all are going to make it. Meaning... Not all of them are going to get to that model. Some people are going to leave one year in. Some people are not going to have the ability to do this hard job. Access busy physicians, ask good questions and establish an unmet need 
and then build the trust and confidence to become a partner in their OR procedural suite. So in building out your model of how do I get to, let's just say, $10 million of revenue, it's not as simple as I'll hire 20 reps and they'll do $500,000 of revenue in year two. It's usually probably more like I'm going to hire 20 reps, 80% of them or 10 are going to make it to the model. But then the point that you're going to make to investors is, is we will make a decision on the viability of this rep an average of nine months, meaning we're not going to invest a year and a half in somebody that's not going to get there. And it's not that we don't want to, it's not that we don't care about the person, is we just have a small amount of capital to scale this business. Anyway, just to review some of these concepts, when planning a commercial effort for a medical device, it's very important to understand. And at the beginning, you won't know. So you're going to have to use your best assumptions. You can come up with a hypothesis for what you think the average selling price for your product will be ASP. You can then come up with an assumption on how many of your products will be used per case, or that's the utilization per case, UPC. And that will give you the product of that ASP times RPC equals revenue per case. So average selling price times utilization per case equals revenue per case. So once you have RPC, again, this is just a model. It's a hypothesis you have to test you can make the next assumption. Assumption three is the average customer, and my recommendation is be conservative, how many cases will they do a year? So in this example, we just used two per quarter or eight per year. And so now you have your revenue per case, which was derived from ASP times UPC, your RPC times your average cases per year gets you your annual customer value. So an ACV here of $40,000. Then because we're making a conservative assumption that in three years, there could be some new game-changing technology, and it's also just conservative to do this, we're going to say that our lifetime value for this customer is going to be three years at $40,000, and we arrive at an LTV of $120,000. So to wrap this all up, and I know this is dense, and I'm happy to speak with anybody that wants to just do office hours and get on my calendar. You can go to jeffsmith.co, J-E-F-F-S-M-I-T-H.co, and just click on the link for my calendar. We can do a quick 30-minute session and go through some of this. But once you know your LTV is $120,000, if your CAC for a rep is going to be your customer acquisition cost of one rep, because we're talking about a territory, if you're going to invest $150,000 a year, you have to bring on four customers, basically four average surgeons, because that's going to get you $160,000 of revenue per year or ACV. So the break-even at this point is if you can bring on sales reps and you're paying them around $150,000, because your ACV or annual customer value is $40,000, as long as they can bring on four customers per year... And they have to be able to stack them, right? So it can't just be four and then never bring on any more. But if they can bring on four people in their first year, depending on the gross margins of the product, you're going to be able to expand in a way that is nearing or profitable. So I hope this is helpful. And this is too dense, or if it's just plain boring, drop me a note and you can send me an email at jeff at jeffsmith.co. That's J-E-F-F at jeffsmith.co. 
hopefully, the sooner a person can get to really understand these metrics, you're going to save a lot of capital. You're going to build trust and confidence with your investors. And it amazes me the number of incredibly well-trained, successful, experienced commercial leaders that just have no idea about how this works. And part of the reason they don't know is because the approach has just been higher direct reps and we'll burn money until the revenue grows. That works if you're able to raise lots of capital. The problem is, is when you're raising lots of capital, you're investing an increasing rate, but your sales aren't growing commensurately. And usually when you see that, if you want to have some fun looking at income statements for a public company, look at the quarter over quarter revenue growth. So it goes from 50 to $60 million of revenue growth. And so they grew $10 million. Now look at the growth in sales and marketing. If the sales and marketing expense went up $30 million, all that's showing you is that they're increasing their investment in revenue growth by 3x and they're only getting, it's not even quite that much. They're basically investing $3 to get a dollar of growth. Now that's not necessarily a bad thing if you're building capacity for faster growth. But anytime you see as an investor, the ratio of increased sales and marketing expense, let's say two, three, or four times the ratio of growth, you want to make sure that in the future, six months, 12 months, even two years, there is a revenue spike in the order of 3x. Anyway, I hope this is helpful. And thank you for listening to another episode of Unmet Need with Jeff Smith. All right, guys. Hey, it's Jeff. I took a chance on something different today. It's an office hours concept, but it's really getting into the whiteboard discussion on how to plan a Salesforce expansion. Now, most of us as entrepreneurs, when we set out to build a business, we're so focused on the product and understandably so, and how it's going to change patient lives, how it's going to make physicians' practices more efficient, safer, and happier patients. And then a lot of the focus goes to the really exciting and critical technical parts of designing the tech. The reason I'm talking about the commercial stage is because ultimately, when we build businesses, we have to think about the end at the beginning. Because the cost to commercializing the business is really what's going to drive how much capital is needed to fund this business. And so while it might not be at the top of our list as entrepreneurs... I can assure you when you get into the investor meetings, high net worth individuals, or and certainly VCs, this is going to be where they're focused. So having a simple model to speak to how you think about commercial expansion and just being able to articulate and even have hypotheses for average selling price, utilization per case, revenue per case, annual customer value, lifetime value of a customer, customer acquisition cost is going to set you aside from the overwhelming majority of medtech entrepreneurs and MBA holders as well. Anyway, I hope this helps. We'll be in touch soon. All right, folks, that's all for today. But thanks for listening to another episode of Unmet Need. Hope you found something on the show today to be useful. And as always, please reach out to me. My website's jeffsmith.co. That's J-E-F-F-S-M-I-T-H dot C-O. You can also look for me on LinkedIn or all social media platforms. The point of this podcast is all about the physician entrepreneur. I'm looking forward to meeting you. I want to help you on what you're doing. So don't be shy. Drop me a comment on social media or just send me an email at jeff at jeffsmith.co. 
And as always, stay tuned for the next episode of Unmet Needs.